This is YouthCast from Generation PRX. I'm Emily Corwin. I love the competition louder than long because everybody puts their heart and soul into these poems. And it definitely shows. It's such a passionate like competition and it's a really great place for teens and young adults to be really creative and speak on things that people probably wouldn't talk about or don't get a lot of publicity. That's Rachel Smith, a senior at Kenwood Academy High School in Chicago and the chief poet on her school's slam poetry team called Epic Sound. Yes, this week YouthCast is doing something new. We're reaching outside of our youth radio comfort zone and interviewing a poet. Rachel recently competed as a finalist in Louder Than a Bomb, Chicago's teen slam poetry competition. I should include a warning here that Rachel's poem does include the N-word. We can save them, I still believe. Cry the saviors riding in on their steeds with tucked in shirts and rolled up sleeves. They barge in coming to rescue these niggers. Rachel's poem is addressed to those teachers who come into urban non-white schools with what her dad calls a a missionary complex where the only reason that they would teach in inner-city schools would be because they kind of want to save the kids there, but they don't really know a lot about the, the kids' culture or anything or anything other than what they see on TV. So, you know, they kind of go into it with... they ha- It's kind of good intentions, but they go about it the wrong way. Rachel didn't win the poetry competition, but she says her poem is achieving far more than she ever imagined it would. I really, I thought it would just be, you know, me performing it at LTAB and a couple of people coming up to me like, oh, that was really nice, and that was it. But I've gotten, like, professors asking if they could, like, get transcripts of it to see if they could put it into some of their writings and people just, people asking to take me out to lunch so that they could pick my brain about the topic. And I was like, I really didn't expect it to be this big. And people have been saying that, Teach for America has been passing it around to a couple of their teachers and stuff. And I was like, wow, there's really a much bigger response than I ever expected it to be. But I'm really grateful for it. And it really, it just amazed me, actually. You're listening to YouthCast from Generation PRX. Here's Rachel's poem. We can save them, I still believe. Cry the saviors riding in on their steeds with tucked in shirts and rolled up sleeves. They barge in coming to rescue these niggers. With copies of Freedom Riders tucked tight in their hands, they come to explore our uncharted lands and rescue us urban kids. And bring us salvation and lighten our generation and give us black kids just a little education. Rescue us from the gangs, remove us from the streets, white out our stains to give our souls a little bleach, coming with the intention to have us fully tamed, sit down, shut up, and swallow the lies that they teach. Don't teach us about our culture, instead just how to conform. They'll break us apart, then tell us to reform, but they give us all the wrong parts. Convincing us that our skin's just a little too dark and needs to be a tad bit more beige. And they set in our insecurities at a very early age, telling us, it's okay, just lack the ability to learn. And since you're too dumb, there's some tricks you can turn. I can try to save you, but there's really no hope. Because we both know you just go back to dealing dope. All that you're going through is no wonder you're tired. No need to explain. I've seen the wire. Thinking that we're no better than prostitution and dealing crack. But it's what they believe, so they slap us five and give us dap. As they slowly continue to drive that knife into our backs. 
So when they set that math right in front of us, we remember and say, ain't we too dumb for this? And get confused when they ask us for the sum of this, saying, I don't know how to put together no numbers. While they're eager to take on the role of Sandra Bullock, we are the ones blindsided by those with the false intentions and the happily closed-minded. Only see them for two years because we're just a stepping stone so they can get to their prep schools where they can share their experience about their encounter with the inner-city blues. All of their stories start out with, well, in the ghetto, as their colleagues prepare themselves to hear about students on educational death row. They'll clamor up and ask, Did you see anyone get shot? Why, almost every time I rolled out of bed, then they'll puff their chest out with pride and bask in their newly found street cred. It's time we rebuke these self-proclaimed saviors and put our faith in the true educators, the ones who expect master's degrees and double majors, and not the ones just trying to do the black community a couple favors. This is YouthCast from Generation PRX. Are you a teacher or student familiar with what Rachel calls the missionary complex? Tell us your thoughts on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is Generation PRX. Also, head over to youthcast.org to check out the trailer to the documentary film that came out last year about Louder Than a Bomb. Before I spoke with Rachel, I assumed she must have experienced this kind of insincere teaching in her own education. But she told me in her classes, her teachers were pretty genuine. The poem, she said, was a response to stories she heard growing up from her father and sister. See, Rachel comes from a family of educators. Her father is a teacher, and her sister is studying to become a teacher, too, at Michigan State. I asked Rachel where the piece came from, what inspired it. It came from a story that my sister told me while she was in school, that um, she was, it was senior year and second semester seniors don't really want to do a lot of work. And they had a student teacher that I guess didn't understand that concept that just because you're a second semester senior, you don't feel like doing a lot of work. So she said when people weren't turning in their assignments that she said, I know everyone has been giving up on you for your entire life, but I'm not going to give up on you. And a lot of students took a fist to that because it's like, I'm not doing your work because I'm being lazy, not because everyone has been giving up on me and I'm just giving up on education completely. So I just decided to write on that. So I, I'm curious uh, next to find out how people responded to this poem, like um, in all of the different parts of your life, like your friends and your family and even your teachers. Yeah, they they really like it and they thought it was, um, they, the only thing is a lot of people were, a little bit nervous as to how the crowd will respond to it because um, even a lot of teachers, like my coaches said, that some of the LPAP teachers might have, may have fallen into that um, category as like the saviors kind of. So they were a little bit nervous as how the crowd will respond to it. And my dad said it was kind of a revolutionary poem, so that he was kind of nervous as to how the scores would be. But they, um, Everybody was really supportive of it. Everybody said that they liked it a lot. So, yeah. It, the crowd turned out t- turned out to find it interesting, too. So I didn't have a problem with the scores or anything. Yeah. And did you, you said that you feel like you've had really good teachers um, in your personal experience. Did you have any teachers who heard it? And I mean, I think, I just think if I were in your position, I might be afraid that my teachers who I actually did respect 
would think that I was talking about them. If you know what kind of teacher that you are in your heart and you know the reasons why you went into teaching and why you decided to stay at, like, an inner-city school, then it wasn't, I guess they didn't take it personally. But if you felt kind of guilty about it, then I guess you should have. This is where the computer connection got kind of wacky. We had to rely on Skype for this interview. But you get the gist of what Rachel is saying. If the poem makes a teacher feel guilty, they probably should be reassessing their intentions. So um, you were telling me in the beginning of our conversation that, you know, you started out writing stories and you sort of gradually started writing poetry. How has, like, this kind of performative poetry and, you know, getting on stage and putting your thoughts down in words and having an audience and competing, how has all of that affected the rest of your life? Like, do you, do you find that you think of the world or of yourself in a different way now? It gives you a little bit more confidence. Like, I wasn't a really shy person, but it kind of got me to speak out a little bit more and just be more secure in my writing because you know that you have a lot of su- a lot of support. And whatever, like, even if the poem wasn't that great, I... Just getting up on stage and being able to perform it, like, everybody kind of, like, accepted you, and it was kind of like a community builder kind of thing. At the end of our interview, I asked Rachel what she felt was the most important part of her experience, participating in Louder Than a Bomb. Her answer reminded me of a lot of the responses youth radio producers give about why making radio is important to them. It gives teens an opportunity to speak on, like, politics or something. And a lot of times, like, grown-ups wouldn't listen to teenagers, and it would just be put off as just, like, you know, something that the youth is complaining about. But now it gives you, like, a real voice, and it stretches to places that you would have never thought you would be able to, you know, like, now I'm talking to somebody in Boston, and I'm from Chicago, you know, and you've heard what, I ha- what I've had to say. And a lot of times... For teenagers, that really a lot. You've been listening to YouthCast from Generation PRX. Hear more poems from Louder Than a Bomb on prx.org. And join in on a discussion about the issues in Rachel's poem on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle is Generation PRX. If you like YouthCast, you should really check out How Sound, the backstory to great radio. HowSound.org. Thanks for listening.